0: Friend, it's finally here. The Redeemed Midlife CEO. This is the system and support that you need as a busy Christian woman entrepreneur who's committed to building your God given life and business as a wise steward to ultimately build his kingdom. Imagine no longer staying on the busyness merry go round that keeps you feeling like you're just going in circles with results that are a little topsy turvy, but instead, being firmly planted in God's truth about who you are and what you're called to in your life and business. And with practical time management tools in hand, you can start experiencing the fruitfulness you long for, all the while working less hours so you can be more present in your life. Sound too good to be true? It's not. You just need someone to show you how. And to make it even easier to not put off your business or life till after the holidays, And start redeeming your time right now through December 14th. I am offering $1,000. Yes, you heard that right. $1,000 off the redeemed midlife CEO, which will take you on a 12 month journey. Yes, an entire year. So you can truly shift everything in both your heart and calendar when it comes to how you're spending your time. Why 12 months? Because it takes time to really do the inner work and implement new habits and systems in a way that doesn't fade away like all the other programs, planners, or I'll start January 1st plans that you've tried in the past. The redeemed midlife CEO will help you to go from busyness to fruitfulness with less stress and time wasted and more peace and presence to who and what matters most. But warning, it isn't a course. It's something completely different. This faith centered group gives you access to my customizable system through self-paced modules, plus substantial ongoing support you won't find anywhere else, including significant one-on-one personal access to me. And all of it is inside of a community consisting of committed like-minded Christian women entrepreneurs, just like you. It's truly the best of all worlds with individual and group and one-on-one access. This, my friend, is how everything will transform about your time in both your life and business in 2024, or help you take things to that next level. It's how you can transform how you view and use your time as a gift from him, as a kingdom-focused CEO, so you can take back control of your thoughts, your calendar, your to-do list, or better yet, ditch those never-ending lists of should-dos in both your life and business, because you know exactly where to focus and when. The Redeemed Midlife CEO will lead you through my simple four-step process to realign your life, redeem your time, redesign your business, and refocus your growth. And it's not just about learning, it's about doing with consistency to eliminate the knowing doing gap and the stop-start cycle you've been experiencing on your own, that way, you can show up to your business fully present and guilt-free and show up to your life fully present and distraction-free. Girl, this is where things really change. So what are you waiting for? CEOs, aka Christ-empowered operators, don't wait until January 1st. And they don't wait until tomorrow either. Because when you join us by December 14th, you get access to these incredible bonuses. 52 Biblical Midlife and Business Belief Mindset Prompts a midlife personal growth book study and reflection discussions, a jumpstart your with God business vision and planning guide, plus weekly co-working and accountability coaching sessions. And if that isn't enough, you also get an exclusive invitation to join me for a live with God business vision workshop before the holidays to get what he's put on your heart onto paper and start creating your with God plans for the next year. So that way, You can fully unplug to just be with family and friends and you'll be ready to roll when the new year comes around sound like something you need i thought so that's why i created it especially for women like you so before we hop into today's workshop conversation i want to invite you to take a minute right now before you get distracted by anything else to learn more and submit your application right away so we can see if we're a good fit to work together just head to redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching or click the link in the show notes. And if we are a good fit, I'll invite you to join this exclusive coaching program along with a special code to get $1,000 off before the introductory pricing expires on December 14th. Feel free to push pause now and click the link in the show notes. I'll wait for you and then we'll dive into today's workshop. Did you know busy is not just a disordered calendar or to-do list? It's a disordered heart, and a well-ordered life flows from a well-ordered heart that's focused on Him. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast, the go-to place for busy Christian women juggling all the things in midlife and business, from launching kids to aging parents, caring for your needs to serving your clients, investing in relationships to serving in your community. Oh, and keeping up with the laundry, the dishes, and the dirty floors. Honestly, it's a lot to balance. No wonder you feel like you never have enough time. All the time management gurus out there will tell you, you just need to get more organized. And chances are you've tried all the things, the planners, the programs, the all start Monday plans, but they never worked, at least not for very long. That's because those don't get to the heart of your busyness. Here. You'll learn how to build a with God life and business and go from busyness to fruitfulness in this season. And it starts in your heart, not in your calendar. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management expert, priorities protector, and recovering should do list girl. I've been leading, teaching, and coaching Christian women for over 25 years. And I've been right where you are, controlled by all the shuns, expectations, obligations, and distractions. But then, God showed me how to redeem my time with faith at the center to let who I am and whose I am guide how I use my time. I'm here to share with you how to use his truth along with time management tools to discover you really do have all the time you need for what you're called to. You just need someone to show you the way. Open up your heart and calendar because I'm gonna show you how to redeem your time and stop believing there's never enough. Are you ready? Guys, welcome. Welcome to the Redeemed Midlife CEO Open House. I'm calling this the Secret Society for the people who don't want this series to end. Ha, ah, right? Like some of you have been with me now. This is your fifth day in a row. High five to you. Some of you have been listening on the podcast for the last five days. High five to you. Um, some of you have been doing a little bit of both. And I tried to make this as accessible to everyone because I truly believe God has a lot to say to us about our busyness and about our business, right? And how those two are so closely connected. And so I am glad that you are here and that you want to um, hear what God has to say about planting yourself in an environment that can't help but produce growth, right? Which I'm super excited about. But before we do all of that, um, let's invite him, the guest of honor, to be with us today. Okay. And pray his blessing over our time together. So let's do that. Lord, we just thank you for this day. Hey, thank you. It's Friday. Thank you for, um, the end of a week and that we can look back and celebrate your faithfulness. Your with us ness, um, the things that you did in and through us. Um, and God, I just pray that, as we you, that even though we may be weary, we may be tired from the week and all that it's held, we may be distracted that you would just, us to be fully present, that you would um, till the soil of our hearts so that they are ready to receive the seed that will be planted so that it will produce growth and it will put down those roots. And so we thank you for what you're doing. And I thank you for everyone who's a part of this in whatever way, shape or form today. And I just pray that you'd be honored. In Jesus name we pray. Amen you guys, what happened? They say the first day is when you have the most people show up live. And today you guys are like knocking this out of the park. We have more people on today than we did the first day. So I love that. And again, I don't know where you are. Maybe you just randomly got invited. You're like, I have no idea who this lady is and what we've been talking about. That's okay. <laughs> we'll kind of catch you up to speed in a minute. Um, or maybe you've been here and you either been on live or listened to replays or a hybrid of both. And you are like, girl, I have you I've absorbed a lot of information, right? We have poured out for four hours total this week. And I'm just going to say I'm feeling it. I sent a picture to some of my business besties a few minutes ago, I was legit on the floor over there, where they say like, you know, you get your butt up to the wall, and you put your legs straight up, right? It felt so good on my back, my neck, my head, everything. And I was just like, Okay, Lord, like I'm here, right? and i'm exhausted but it's a good thing. i was trying to explain this to my husband yesterday cuz he's away for those of you who don't know he's about to row the atlantic ocean and that will be in less than a week that they take off we're look we're watching a storm right now so there could be a, a slight delay on what day they leave. so i will post on facebook when it's happening and how you can follow. but anyway, i was like he's like how are you? i'm like i'm exhausted. but it's not like i've like done anything physical but i don't know about you guys but it's been a lot of work, right? a lot of work in our hearts to do this. so it's a good thing though, right? It is a good thing. And sometimes you probably feel that way about your business, right? Maybe you're not lifting you know, weights and stuff like that, but you are exhausted and hopefully it's in a good way because you're doing work that's productive and meaningful and all of that, okay? But let's do a quick review, especially if we have any newbies who are just joining us. You are here if, hopefully you're gonna say yes to all the above. You're a Christian. Your faith is important to you and you are committed to building his kingdom and not just your own, Okay. You are in midlife. You're somewhere between the 30-somethings and the 60-somethings where you've got life tugging at you from both ends, and you are in the middle trying to manage the damage, I'm going to say that in quotes, of what's going on in your body, mind, spirit in this middle stage of life. You are an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, right? Someone who's operating a business and taking on greater than normal risk, right? Who are the crazies who decided we're going to add more craziness to our life by being in charge, right? Why not leave it to somebody else? Well, there are a lot of reasons why we did that, right? And you are, I hope by the end of the week, if, if nothing else happens, that you can confidently say, I am a CEO, not the way the world defines it. So for those of you who are new, let me define it for you. We are defining it as this, as a Christ-empowered operator, right? We are women who operate a God-given business by his strength, And what we do is we increase our faith to minimize that risk, right? And we make decisions and we take action with God as the chairman of the board, because he's the one who's making sure that everything is in alignment and he has to give the, yep, right? But we all know, especially those of us who are like wearing all the hats, we can have really great intentions and passions, but we also experience a lot of challenges and problems. Anyone? Yes. Say yes in the comments, or that's me. If you... You've got great intentions and passions, but you've also got a lot of challenges and problems, especially around your busyness and your business and how all this fits together. Okay. So we came in thinking our problem was I have these disordered actions. And if I can figure out, right, the right thing to do, then everything's going to get fixed. And we said, no, it's really our disordered thoughts, right? And so we got to work on what we were believing and believing we are a CEO and basing our beliefs on truth. Then on the second day we thought I'm juggling all the things. My problem is all these disordered roles Am my mom. Am I a business owner? Am I you know a volunteer? Am I a te- whatever? Like all these things, right? And we learned the answer is really in our foundation. What am I building this on? Solid or shifty? Christ or everything else? And what are my priorities? Am I juggling the balls that I should be? Right. On day three, we said okay. My time is scattered all over the place. I sometimes do business. Sometimes I don't. Life takes over, whatever, right? And we thought, you know, my problem is I have a disordered calendar. So I'm just going to get that knocked out and I'll be good. But really, we talked about it. It is partially that, but it's also a disordered focus, right? Because we're allowing all these other things to just kind of worm their way in whenever they feel like it. And then yesterday, we were like, okay, so if I blocked off some business hours, and I'm going to sit down to do something. What am I going to do with this time? Ah, I've got like a to-do list over here and a should-do list over here. And this person says I should do this, right? We have all these random to-dos. And we really looked at, it's really about what, am I, what are my right responsibilities? What are the things that I'm responsible for as a CEO? And what are the things I'm not? And how do I start focusing my time and attention on those things? And so really, if you take all of that together, right, it really boils down to... We think our problem is that our life and calendar and business are out of order, but really what is out of order? Anybody who knows the answer, put it in the chat. What have I been saying over and over and over again? I'm going to be like in your head. I have a coach who's like literally in my head all the time because of certain things that she says. So yes, our hearts, it really is our disordered heart, but I want you to drop the word breakthrough. If you have felt a breakthrough in that disordered heart this week. Even if this is the first day and just from what I just said, if you're like, okay, I see how this maybe could be a fix and this is different than what I've heard before because I've tried all the get organized stuff. I've tried all the like time block stuff. I've tried all the, you know, checklist stuff and it didn't work forever. It like only lasted so long because it always starts in here, right? And because we know that we're called to this, right? We are not just doing this because, well, we had nothing else to do in life guaranteed every single one of you was busy before you took on a business, right? Same thing like before you had a baby, you were busy, you weren't sitting around going, Oh, I should probably bring something into my life that's going to consume my time, my energy, my thoughts for the next 18 plus years. But when that baby gets put in your arms, what do you do? You make time for it. Because it's got value, right? And our business is like our baby, like God has given this to us. And whatever, whatever way he did that for you, we already said, most of us did not come out of the womb, knowing this is what you're going to do. It was probably a passion, a calling, maybe you stumbled on it, right? But this is something of value. And so I, I am making time for this, or I want to make time for this. Okay. So how, but 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 here's the thing. It's really hard to do that, especially as solopreneurs, right? We, we took a survey the other day. Most of us are wearing a lot of hats or most of the hats. That is what a solopreneur is. We don't have this giant team who we go do this, do this, do this, right? We think of those CEOs, right, who are CEOs of like the giant companies, and they don't do everything. Yeah, they just get to sit around and, you know, cast visions and make decisions and tell everybody else what to do. <laughs> but we don't get that luxury as in what we're doing, but that's okay. Because this is what season we're in and Lord willing, one day you may have some people that you can hand some things off to. Okay. So I hope that after being together, you're feeling all warm and fuzzy, right? Like you're feeling like, okay, this, I, there are other people like me. I can be, you know, in a place where I am going to get built up and I'm going to grow and all of that. Right. If you're feeling warm and fuzzy, you can drop that in the chat, whatever version of that you want. Right. But maybe you're out in the cold. Like I was. I've been like really having fun with my Facebook lives this week. I don't really even know or care if anybody saw them, but every day, like God has given me this really fun idea. So if you just want to see some fun ways that I've been like tying in what we talk about, go check out my Facebook feed and you'll see. So today I'm walking around outside with my, I was wearing this flannel and my turtleneck sweater. So I was, I was okay, but like I was, I was singing the baby it's cold outside, right? you know, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to circle back at the end about something specific that God says about being alone in the cold. So hold on. Right. But the point on my Facebook live today was as entrepreneurs, especially often as solopreneurs, we are often on the outside, right? We look in a window. I've got a window right here. So we're looking in the window and we're seeing what other people are doing. Oh my gosh, look at them. Like they're amazing. Look what they're doing. Right. Then we look in this window, right? We look in this window you know, we're trying to like see through the glass and wait, what did she do this first than this? Or what was that? that right? Like, or maybe, you know, we run to, we run to one workshop or we run to one program or we run to one book or a planner or a podcast. And we're like literally running from one window to the next, never going inside, just looking in from the window, just getting a little glimpse. Maybe we get a little something and take it with us, put it in our bag, but we're just all over the place, right? We're never somewhere long enough to really see the results. Anybody been there? Anybody like kind of guilty like me that you're like, I'm just like this, like forever learner. And if you give me a free something, I'll show up. Like maybe you showed up here this week because this is a free workshop. Great. I was not going to charge you to be here, (laughs) right? Because I knew it was going to cost you your time, right? But yeah, we can sign up for free workshops all day long and never get any work done and just be la la, you know, learning, 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 right? All the time. But the problem is, is when we're running around all the time and we're doing all that, we're not putting down the roots, which is what's going to produce the fruit. We're going to talk about trees today. If you, if you've seen my property, we have a lot of trees. And the funny thing is, is that when we moved here, my husband brought some trees. I'm saying this in air quotes with us. And when we got here, his friends looked at him and said, you brought trees to a wooded lot. Are you crazy? So here's the story. I wasn't planning to tell the story, but it's funny. Um, so we used to live in the Chicago suburbs. We had like a postage stamp, you know, like little piece of property was, this is us, you know, no room to wiggle. So anyway, anytime an acorn would drop from one of our trees and it sprouted, my husband would call it a tree. And then he would take a piece of PVC pipe and he would put it around the tree so that nobody would step on it. The mower wouldn't run over it or whatever, right? That was his trees. So when I say trees, I'm talking like this tall, Right. <laughs> So anyway, he decided when we were moving that he had to bring all his trees with us, right? Because they're trees. Hello. You know, he's been gar- guiding these or wh- whatever for how long. So legit, I had furniture that got left on the side of the road for somebody else to come pick up because my husband's trees had to go in the truck first. Seriously. Now I will say I got better nightstands out of it and my daughter didn't have room for her desk either. I feel like those were like the main three things are better nightstands and my daughter's desk. So. But yeah, and then we got here. And then the funny part of the story is at the time, he was actually stationed uh, in another state. And so he was only coming home on the weekends. So guess what? He never got around to planting those trees. And do you know what happened to those trees that were sitting in that bucket on my driveway here? They all died (laughs) because they were in the right environment. They didn't get down in the, you know, they didn't get rooted or whatever, right? Had they gotten rooted, they would have, you know, gotten in the soil. They would have put down the roots. And then eventually they would have grown and we would have seen some leaves and maybe some fruit, depending on what kind they were, right? So the right environment really matters, right? The soils. Now, every day this week, I have had you guys going and doing a steer belief map, but today I'm going to tell you about my steer belief map this morning. Okay. Like God has showed up in my quiet time this week, like in an amazing way. I know because I've really been just sitting with him knowing that I can't do this on my own, right? So I was thinking about like praying about like, Lord, like all these women who are listening, right. Whether you're here live, whether you're on the replay, you know, on YouTube or whether you're listening to it on the podcast, like, you know, whether it's today or whether it's like, you know, 10 years from now. Um, And I was just thinking about like, God, there are a lot of people who are listening, right. But I know that not everyone is going to produce the fruit from what they heard. You know, and that could be a really discouraging thing if you think about it, but God brought the, um, a passage from Matthew to mind. And so I opened it up, I pulled out my journal and I did a steer belief map using this. And it's from the parable of the sower. Now I'm just going to, first of all, make this disclaimer. I'm not putting my words and Jesus words necessarily in the same level, but <laughs> I think the principle applies to both of us. Okay. So there's a sower who goes out and sows seeds. Okay, that's a parable of the sower, except that's all that he does. And the rest of it is really not about the soil or about the sower. It's about the soil. I just give you the answer, right? Okay, so the question is, I want you to think about as, as we talk about this, what's my soil right now, as I'm sitting here listening, wherever you are, whenever this is, what's the soil of my heart? Because there were a lot of people who heard Jesus words, right? But not all of them did it take root and then grow to bear fruit right? What made the difference wasn't the soil. It wasn't the seed. It wasn't because the, the sun came out or the storm was there. Cause that was the same for everybody that like we talked about with the two men building their house in the rock and the sand the other day, right? It was about the soil of the heart. So I want you to think about which soil are you? Okay. The first one was the path. These are the people who are where all the crowds are. They're following where everybody, all the down, downtrodden part is because this is the direction everybody's going. But what happened to the seed that fell in the path? It got snatched away by the birds. And when Jesus described what the meaning of this parable was, he said, That's the enemy, right? The enemy, yeah, would love to snatch the seeds that you've heard this week away. Because guess what? If you are more effective to build your kingdom, you are more of a threat to his. And he doesn't like that, right? Okay. The second soil was the rocky soil. Yeah, there was a little bit of dirt there, but not enough to really get roots. So those seeds got there and they had enough to get started. But what happened to them? When that sun came up, the same sun that shone on every other seed that we're going to be talking about. When that sun came up, it scorched them and they withered, right? Those are like those difficult days. We talked about way back on day one. These are difficult days, right? From Ephesians five. There are a lot of people who hear great things. And at first they're like, all right, I'm with you, Alyssa. This is great. I'm doing this. But what happens? The difficult day comes and I'm out of here. Okay. Then the next soil is the thorny soil. This is the one where, okay. Okay right? The seed goes in there and the seed actually has enough dirt to start getting some roots in and it starts shooting up. But what else is around it? The weeds, the cares, the concerns, the fears, right? All those other things that choke it out, right? And so what was growing now doesn't get any of that sunlight, doesn't get any of the rainwater, doesn't get whatever, and it it dies. The only ones, the only soil in which the seeds actually took root and grew and produced fruit were the ones that went into the good soil. And if you read, I love this, the harvest was 30, 60, and a fold. Now, I said yesterday, I'm no farmer, but I know that's a really good yield. If you can get th- even 30 fold is great, right? 60, a hundred, like that's amazing. First of all, only God can do that, Right. I don't think most farmers are getting a hundredfold from their seed. You could correct me if I'm wrong. If any of you know something about that, right? Yeah. Right. So I'm asking you, and I'm not going to have you put this in the chat because this is between you and God. Okay. And I, and, and I do want you to kind of separate, right? When I'm hearing God's word, what's my soil like, but I also want you to think about when I'm hearing this biblical truth that we're talking about that applies to my life and business, what's my heart soil like, am I just like everybody else? And then the enemy just snatches it away. Am I a little rocky? It starts off, but then difficult days come and no roots. I'm out of here. Am I the thorny one? I have great intentions. I want to do this, but I'm I'm letting those wrong beliefs just keep going and they choke it out. Or am I the good open soil? That's like, yes. Okay, Lord. Maybe I don't have it all figured out, but I'm going to trust you. Okay. I want you to think about that because it makes a difference in everything, in your faith, in your life, and in your business. Do you remember the quote that I gave you? Wait, I think I might've said it on day one. If you tend the blank, the blank will take care of itself. Do you remember this one? If you tend the blank, the blank will take care of itself. Anybody remember that want to drop that in the chat? The roots is the first one, yes. It rhymes with roots. The second word rhymes with roots. She said Results. Fruits, yes. If you tend the roots, the fruits will take care of themselves, right? We want to go like get the pick the shiny apple, hang it on the tree, and be like, "I have an apple tree." Is does that make it an apple tree because we hung an apple on it? No, it's only an apple tree if it's actually producing an apple, right? Jesus said, "You'll know them by their fruit," right? Because it will naturally produce because the roots are down there. Now, most people are not seeing fruit in their life or in their business. But you are not most people. Drop not most people in the chat, okay? You are not, or just drop the word not if you wanna make it fast, right? You're here doing what you don't have to do on a day that you could be putting your feet up or doing whatever else, right? So you are not most people. Okay, now I promised you I'd share with you what God showed me in his word about how to experience flourishing and fruitfulness. And it all comes down to being planted in the right environment. So let me grab this because I didn't get this close enough. I've been mentioning that one of the bonuses inside the Redeem uh, Midlife CEO program is a book study. And one of the books we'll be doing is called Becoming Sage. Uh, Sage means wise. So that's a good thing, you guys. Uh, The subtitle is Cultivating Meaning, Purpose, and Spirituality in Midlife. I was like, perfect. And it's almost like this lady knew my philosophy. I promise I had all this built before I found the book. Okay. but. She was the one who pointed this, this passage out to me. And again, I'm reading through the Bible chronologically. I read this a couple of months ago, didn't even probably brush right over it. Okay, it's from Psalm 92, verses 12 through 15. Okay, I'm gonna read it to you and then we're gonna break it apart. It says, the righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of God they still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Did you hear a lot of growth words in there? Did you hear fruit in there? Did you hear flourish in there? Did you hear a lot of things we've been talking about this week? I told you guys, I think I told you this, maybe this is part of something else I was doing recently, but I live, I've recorded myself re- reading certain verses and I listen to them every morning. This is one of those ones I listen to every morning as well. And it just is like, it gets in you, right? And I start thinking about this and how is this true? And what what part am I playing in this? I don't do it all, right? God produces the growth, but what am I doing? And here's what's so cool. So I broke this down because I like to break things down, okay? I love the fact that there are so many creation examples in the Bible, right? Because creation points to the creator, Right. Now, did you know, anybody want to guess, how many times do you think the palm trees are used as examples in the Bible? Drop a number in the chat. How many times do you think palm trees are used as an example in the Bible? hundred? Okay. Anybody else want to guess? It's less than that. One. It's more than that. We know at least one, right? <laughs> 30. 30 times palm trees are used in the Bible. And there is a reason why God picked this visual, right? But first I want to look at who is this passage written to, okay? Now, if you notice, it doesn't say everyone is going to experience this, does it? It doesn't say most people. It's probably a select few, just like our soils we talked about a minute ago, right? It is the righteous, the people who are committed to loving and serving the Lord not perfectly, right, but with a sincere heart, not in their own strength, right, but in his, not in their own righteousness, but clothed in his righteousness, right? So this is not for everybody, okay? This is only for people who want to love and serve the Lord. I hope that that is you. So if so, keep listening, okay? Now, I don't live in Florida. Some days I wish I did, (laughs) but I have seen palm trees a time or two, And I'm also not a botanist. So I did a little research on palm trees because I was like, why would God use this flourish like a palm tree? Because that wouldn't be the first thing that comes to my mind when I think flourish. So anyway, so I did a little research to figure out what this is. Now, I will say, I think maybe we should take a road trip to Florida so we could actually like see for ourselves what these you know palm trees are doing. And part of my With God business vision is that we're gonna do a retreat. So hold on for that. Okay, the first thing that palm trees need, there are four things they need I found when I did my research, Okay. The first thing is they need the right environment. Notice that palm trees are not growing in the Midwest. And there is a reason for that. They need lots of sunshine. They need warmth. And they need to not have cold and snow, right? Have you ever tried to plant a plant like in your zone? You know how you see those zones like for what you should plant when or whatever, right? And like, it was totally not your zone, but you're like, I don't care. I want to plant this anyway. And yeah, maybe you're a palm tree. <laughs> yes, maybe we should. Be. <laughs> I love that. Maybe I'm a palm tree because I need sunshine, warmth and not Midwest winters. Yes. Amen. Let's go to Florida. Um, you know, you, you could try to do it, but it's probably not going to grow well in your environment or it's not going to look the same as one growing in the correct zone, right? Because it's not getting what it needs. Same thing with palm trees. They need to be in the right environment. That's number one. Number two, palm trees need lots of support this is what's really interesting. You see how tall a palm tree is? Most of them are like really tall, like they're over the roads, right? When you're driving down there, they actually have a really shallow root system, which is why when they plant them, you will often see a lot of scaffolding built around them to help hold them up and help them to stand. Okay. So palm trees need a lot of support. Anyone else saying, "Mm, I think I'm a palm tree still. I need support. Can't stand on my own. Yep, yep, okay. So we're moving to Florida and we need people around us. Okay, number three, they need regular pruning, right? So here's the thing. The way a palm tree grows is it's from the center of the top, right? And then what happens is all all the older ones that are down bottom, those branches, they start dying off. But if you don't cut them off, they're going to start causing issues with the tree. So- They have to regularly prune the bottom older ones so that the growth can keep going to the top. Anybody else need a little pruning in their life, right? Some old dead stuff that we're lugging around, right? We're carrying around, we're juggling, we're whatever, needs to be gone. And then number four, palm trees. This is not necessarily a need, but this is that they get from outside of themselves, but something that they actually got built into them. Resilience and flexibility, because right? think about the environment in which they're in. They are in an environment where there are tropical storms and hurricanes and really strong winds, right? So if you've ever looked at the picture or been in a storm where, you know, so, you know how you see like the storm trackers and like, you're like, who are the crazy people out in that storm, right? Well, look at the palm trees behind them. All the branches have like umbrellaed like together like this, right? And that palm tree is actually leaning into the wind, right? It's not trying to fight against it. It's like leaning with it, And then when the storm is gone, those branches open up again and it's standing back up straight. It's really a cool thing, right? Yes, do we need those things? We do, so I'm curious. Let me just quickly read you that list. Which of these do you most need? And feel free to say all the above. A right environment, plenty of support, regular pruning, or flexibility and resilience? Drop that in the chat. Come to North Carolina, good. Do you have palm trees in North Carolina? We can come there too. (laughs) South Carolina, we got a South Carolina girl in here in the room too. So we can come visit you as well, especially when they start it starts getting too cold in North Carolina. Sometimes seeing support, support, right environment. Yeah. And they all tie together, right? These are all things that we need as CEOs to grow and produce food, fruit, right? We're not producing coconuts, <laughs> but we do want to produce income and impact for what it is that we're doing. Now, there was another plant that was mentioned back in that passage. Anybody remember what the other plant was? Now I've gotten us sidetracked about palm trees. Anybody remember what the other one was? Yes, it was a cedar. And it was a specific kind of cedar. It was a cedar in Lebanon. So again, my mind goes, okay, why would God describe a cedar cedar in Lebanon? What does this have to do? So I did a little research, and I found, found this very interesting. Okay. Cedars are very slow growing, like painfully slow to watch. Like they only grow about 10 inches a year when they are young. We're talking really slow, like not even like not even a full inch every month. Right. And that's under ideal situations. Not they're in a place they shouldn't be. This is when they're actually in the right place. But once their roots are established, they'll start growing at 15 inches a year. Woohoo. Right. We've really grown now. But get this, with age, this is what I love about it, and I think this is why God used this example, with age, I'll tell you what that means in a minute, they will grow upwards of 80 feet high and 30 to 50 feet wide. Isn't that amazing? But guess what it takes for that to happen? It takes time because they grow so slowly. The average cedar in Lebanon is 3,000. Years old. Holy cow, right? Even if it's a thousand, even if it's 500, right? Like, whoa, that is a lot of consistent, really slow, but sustained growth, right? So he is saying over time, right? This isn't a quick, we're going to shoot up, boom, all of a sudden here we are, right? With no roots and whatever. And then the storm comes and work, you know, on the ground. This process takes time. And he's describing this person flourishing like a palm tree that needs all those things because they have a shallow root system and like a cedar that grows slowly, but it continues over time. So I'm just curious, now that you've heard these two different kinds of trees, which one would you like to most describe you? A palm tree or a cedar? I mean, God says they're both good, right? This describes, you know, something good. So just kind of a fun question. What would you say? You can drop it in the chat if you want. Okay, but here's the thing. doesn't matter whether you wanna be a palm tree or a cedar. What is it about both of those that is in common? They are planted. They are planted. They are rooted, right? They're not running around. Oh, this looks nice over here. I'll be here for a while. Okay, this over here, right? They are putting down roots. So that's really key. And where did it say that they were rooted? Did you hear? It listed a couple of times. Anyone remember where these are rooted? By water, it actually did not say by water, but that probably would be true in, in, in real life. Let me go back and read it to you. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They are in God's presence, right? They, the, the righteous, are putting down their roots, right? He is the stream of water, he is the living water, right? Yes, and cedars are in the Bible a lot too. Chesney, you'll have to look it up and see how many times. I didn't look up how many times cedars are in there, but I know they are in there a bunch, right? They are with God. And what did David say? Like, better is one day in your courts, God, in your presence than a thousand days somewhere else. And he was a king, so he could do a whole lot of other things, right? But he was like, nope, one day with you is better than a thousand days not with you. And that is where these trees are planted. The tree, these righteous people, just like these trees are planted with God in God's presence, right? When we are in God's presence, I want you to drop a couple things in the chat. What are some things that we experience? So they experience growth and fruit and things like that. So what's some of the growth and the fruit that we experience? Maybe just like in a word or two, just drop something that comes to mind in the chat. Peace. Amen. Another peace, assurance. Right? Yeah. You start seeing things happen that you're like, man, I couldn't do that by myself. Right? Wow. God showed me this in his word or God gave me this this to stay to somebody and exactly when they need it or hope, I love that. Yeah, the ability to keep going when things look kind of hard, right? Yeah, there's a lot that happens in this presence and we don't stay there just because we want the good stuff. This is not a, uh, what, what do they call that? Um, I just blanked on the word, but like a feel good thing where it's like, oh, get Jesus and you get all your problems away, right? No, it's not, okay? Here's what I love. When are these trees producing fruit? Did you hear that? Anyone remember? It said still in old age, AKA midlife and beyond. Still in old age. What that tells me, the word still says they were producing fruit when they were younger too, because they were in the right environment, putting down those roots, right? And when they got older, and when most other things their age stopped bearing fruit, could anyone say menopause? Wink, wink, right? (laughs) then they still were not done yet because of them, because of their age, because of what they were doing. No, because they were with him. And he was the one that was producing the fruit, right? I just thought that was so beautiful. Like God talks about midlife here, right? We can still produce fruit even in old age, right? And you define what old age is, but I'm going to define it as midlife. A lot of you maybe have heard my story. I'm shooting for a hundred. I had one grandmother who lived 102. And another grandmother who lived in 98. So if I split the difference, I'm going for a hundred, right? So I just turned 50 about six months ago. So I'm right at the halfway mark, but you know, gosh, darn it. You better believe I am not done producing fruit, nor will I stop producing fruit until for as long as God gives me, right? Who wants to bear fruit in old age? Say me down in the comments, right? Like, yes. And how else did it describe those trees? Not only were they still bearing fruit, they were ever full of two things, sap, and green. Okay, sap is that life force of the plant, right? That's the stuff that's running through it that gets the nutrients where they need to go, right? It courses through the trunk and the stem out to the branches so that they can produce leaves, right? But what happens in the wintertime in the Midwest, that sap source dries up, right? That's how we get the brown, right? But they're evergreen. They're ever full of sap and green. They are evergreen, right? Just like the palm trees, just like the cedars, right? They are never dying and they are never dormant, And they are never not producing fruit. How is this possible? How in the world is this possible? On our own, is it? Not at all, right? Like this is only him. And this comes from abiding with God. John 15, five, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. And then what does it say? Without me, you can do zip, nothing. Nothing. I can sit here all day long and try to will, you know, a little piece of fruit to come out my ears and it's not gonna happen. I can also do the same thing in my business or my relationships or whatever other area of my life, right? But we are abiding in him. It's him throwing flu flowing through us and he's producing the fruit, right? We know for the spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. That is all evidence of the with God life, right? And just like I talked about earlier, the fruit shows the evidence of not with God life, right? Because Jesus told his disciples, he's like, by their fruit, you'll recognize them. He's like, do people pick grapes from bushes or figs from thistles? Every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree can't bear bad fruit and a bad tree can't bear good fruit because every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by your fruit, you will recognize them. Who wants to be fruitful in life and business for his glory? Yeah, say fruitful in the comments, right? I don't want to just waste a bunch of time, spin a bunch of wheels, check a bunch of boxes, and get to the end and be like, and what was all that for, right? Yeah, and what is what was, okay, here's here's the part I love, because again, this passage has every key point in here. At the very end, what was the purpose of that fruit? Do you remember what it said the purpose was at the very end? It'd be easy to cut it off before that end part and be like, oh, we just want to focus on the fruit. But I think it's really important that we know the purpose of that fruit it said, let me read exactly what it said. It said, yeah, I'm past it. Okay. To declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Right. To declare that the, to the world who God is, what he's done in my life, and that I and others can build their lives and businesses on his truth because it's trustworthy. That's the whole purpose of the fruit. It's not so I can look good. Oh, look how many shiny apples she's got. It's not so people can say, wow, she produces really good. Hers hers are tastier than that one, right? It's so that he gets the focus. So he gets the light, right? And isn't that ultimately what we want to do, right? So what does this have to do with us as midlife CEOs? Tend the roots and the fruit will take care of itself. Do those trees worry about their fruit? No. No. Do those cedars in Lebanon worry about their leaves staying green? No, they just put their roots down in the right environment. And it happens because that's how God created it, right? So if we want to be, if we want to flourish and we want to be fruitful, even when other people around us have died off, how many of you started a business along with somebody else and they're long gone? And you're like, I don't know what happened to them. Like we were like both rocking and rolling, or maybe they were even ahead of you. And now it's like, they're nowhere to be found. Sometimes that happens. Like we have said, if God leads you to do something else, then yeah, that's what you need to do. But a lot of people right? It's because the cares of the world came up or because the enemy snatched something away because there was a difficult day, right? But what we're doing is we are being planted in his presence, which is the first key. And I find this so interesting with other trees. Okay. With other trees, there is a book. I haven't read the whole book, but I've heard it referenced several times. So I looked up the name of it and the author. So if you want to read it, you can, it's called the hidden life of trees by Peter Woloben, W-H-O-L-O-B-E-N, The Hidden Life of Trees. And essentially he describes how trees are like human communities. Like the tree parents actually live together with their children. Somehow God made it so they communicate with each other and they support each other as they grow. And they share nutrients with the ones that are sick and struggling. And, and again, you have to read the book. I'll have to read the book to see what he says. But they even warn each other of impending danger. Like, Wow. Who knew that like in my woods out here, like all this is going on. And I just think there are trees standing there, right? Bearing fruit and leaves, right? Trees, whether it's a palm tree or a cedar or something that's in your backyard, need other trees to grow. You know, we know about the pollination system. They can't produce fruit all, all by themselves. There has to be this others around for that pollination to happen for the fruit to come, right? This is the same thing that we need to need, need as well, right? So who believes that we are better together? say together down in the comments or raise your hand. Yes. Give me a high five. Okay. Because we do, we can't, you know, we can try being a one man show, one woman show for a while, but we're not going to be as fruitful as if we're in community. So I have asked Chesney to, um, share a little bit about just what she has experienced and Chesney, I'm going to see if I can figure out how to undo you. So hang on a second. Um, so people I got can it. as well, I yeah. Got- but I make sure they don't just see my face. I want to make sure they see yours. Oh. Okay. Okay, good. Okay. You guys should be able to see Chesney here, but I've asked Chesney just to share a little, we're going to have a little conversation in front of you guys, um, because she's been in my community. She has been putting her roots down in this place. Um, and number one, I'll just tell you, she's not done yet. So just getting started, but I just, I love the growth I've seen and the fruit that that has been produced. And so I wanted her to be able to share a little bit of that with you guys today, just to encourage you. That it really does make a difference. So Chesney, start off by just introducing yourself. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what you're juggling in this season of life and what was like time like in your life and business before we started working together and before you came into our community?
1: Um, thanks. Well, uh, my name is Chesney Zico. Um, I'm a busy homeschooling mom of four living in Southern California. Um My husband is a law enforcement officer, so that has um, created opportunity for resilience and flexibility in all things related to schedule. I've learned to do calendar and lesson planning in pencil because things change and shift. Um, But it kind of made me think as you were talking, even at the beginning of today's uh, time together, that as you talk about what a Christ-empowered operator is, like that's not necessarily limited to business girl or business people, right? Like, that's anybody. Cause it can be homeschooling mom, somebody doing, you know, working for another employee or employer or corporation. Like it's because we're always working on something, whether it's lesson planning, grading in the home, whatever, we can learn the things that you're offering to apply to any area or any part of our season of life. So, um, that just kind of struck me today. That's my aha moment for today. Right. Um, But uh, so in the last few months, um, our oldest, who is 19, um, got married and launched fully into adulthood, like eight weeks after they got married, moving to a new state to pursue a new career with his bride. And as that happened, we had like moments of grief and moments of rejoicing and all the emotions. But I felt myself regretting a lot of the missed opportunities with my kids in the pursuit of growing a big business, spending hours chasing rank and trying to generate my own success, my own success. (laughs) That's the key thing. Um, I had been told and taught to set like huge goals, put everything aside and make those goals a reality to create this amazing life for my family. Um, but I found that the pursuit of all of those things was actually pulling me away from my family and rather than creating time freedom, um, to be fully present with them. So I realized something's broken in that and I need to fix that. Um, so I was trying to build this better life for all of them, but actually missing out on the gift of being present with them in the here and now. Um, and, uh, I actually felt very much that those years spent in that pursuit were lost and that that time was unredeemable. Enter Alyssa, right? (laughs) Um, So I was pretty hopeless, really, before we kind of got started together, Um, chasing my own vision, not God's. And um, I felt really scattered and overwhelmed. Um, Like I was chasing my calendar all day long, Always late, always stressed, on the edge of burnout. My family was getting leftovers, if not angry mama. Um, And it actually took a vacation this summer um, to realize how close I was to imploding and damaging the relationships that God had given me with that collateral damage. So I was hiding it pretty well, um, unless the select few were kind of aware of what they were seeing. Um, so I needed to take this really hard look at my life and the commitments that I had made and admit that I had the wrong perspective. And that I was really functioning in pride, trying to do it all on my own and realizing that was the root of the problem made me realize, OK, I got to figure something out again. I was thinking I had to figure it out. And uh, so that I was realizing that that wearing that badge of busyness was turning into a prison um rather than something that i was enjoying so that was kind of my my before before situation
0: okay so just in our time together right what's what things have you already started to see like what shifts have you already felt and what's that difference been for you
1: um i think probably the the main things would be just that life really a life saving shift from setting goals and making plans and expecting actually probably more like demanding that God would bless what I had set out to do. Um, but now seeking and finding the vision that God has for me, my life, uh, my business that's being recreated and finding that healthy balance that's aligned with an ordered heart and properly placed priorities. Um, and God is using this really to give me a lot of clarity that I've been missing and seeking. Um, and now I'm ready to move forward with the right attention and intention to focus on the most important things that God has is continuing to show me as he unfolds his vision um, for what's next.
0: That is so powerful, as some people have said in the chat. So yeah, right? And so as you look ahead... Like over this next year slash, you know, moving forward now that you're you know, not just in the survival mode and just in, I'm looking down at my own thing. Like, how are you anticipating that life and business is going to be different? Like what impact are you seeing? Like this is, this is going to have, right. Here's the ripple effect. This is going to have.
1: Um, it's funny. I, things are always shifting and changing. The more we learn, the more we see things change. And I think that steer belief map that you even talked about just a few minutes ago with the scripture that you share every time that you talk with us or teach us anything um, is probably going to be the biggest ripple effect in my family. Like I'm going to teach my kids how to do steer belief maps. I, I use it in conversation with people. Um, it's such a powerful tool. Um, and then being able to um, kind of look at like the next five, what the five years could look like was really big for me um, getting me kind of unstuck was really helpful. Um, so really like nothing in the circumstances of life have really changed yet. Um, how I spend my time is what's going to be shifting to be fruitful and aligned with God's vision for me. Um, you know, I, I mentioned a lot about the clarity that I'm starting to, the fog is lifting. (laughs) Um, and I don't feel shame or guilt anymore of missing business opportunities when I'm choosing to be fully present with my family or friends, because I'm fully trusting God's plan for my business as I work with him. um, Not the other way around. And I remember like one of our first conversations, I kind of said, I bounced back and forth between, you know, guilt here and guilt here. And, um, always that FOMO, no matter where I was camped in that moment. Um, so I guess just, the basics would be feeling a lot more ordered and rooted. It's funny. I didn't know you were going to talk about trees.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> um, we did not plan this um, conversation. Just so you guys know, right. I didn't prompt Chesney to yeah. say anything she said. I just said, Hey, we can talk.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just the Lord of course. Um, right. but rooted in who and what really matters. Um, obviously like you said, I'm still learning a lot. I'm still in process and that's really supposed to be a lifelong journey anyway. Um, but as that fog is, is lifting, um, I'm feeling less stress and less overwhelmed and lost. Um, And I'm really experiencing a replacement of joyful anticipation and hope as I implement what I'm learning in this new partnership with God and with you as you're giving some guidance um, with really this new with God life that he's showing me through all of this.
0: I love that. And I want to circle back to something you said in the beginning, feeling like you lost a lot of time, right? And I can't remember exactly where it is. Somebody could, I, th- I want to say like Malachi or something. It's like one of those minor prophets, the very end of the old Testament. And it talks about how God can redeem the years, the locusts have eaten. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, even though he's already grown up, he's already moved out. He's already moving on. Like God is, God is beyond time, right? He is the author of time. He's the perfecter of time. He is the supplier of time. He, he is the one who can redeem that time. Ultimately, we think it's already time in the past it's done. It's over with. And and in some ways it's true. I can't go back and change anything about yesterday. Just like, I can't go ahead and change anything about tomorrow, but guess what? Mm -hmm. God is not bound by that. Right. He doesn't have limits on him like us. So just want to encourage you in that. Right. Okay. Who can like resonate with what Chesney has just shared? Like that was so amazing. We could be like, all right, we're done. Right. Like that's all we need to hear because she, I think she hit on so many things that we struggle with, like this tug of war between life and business, whether it's because you have a family at home or you've got other things that are pulling on your attention. Right. And I feel guilty when I'm, when I'm doing life because I'm not doing my business and I feel guilty. When I'm doing my business because I'm not doing my life. And then it's just this, like, you know, everything is just back and forth. And we feel that struggle all the time. And then I also heard you mention the fear, right? The fear and the doubt and the worry. Am I messing my kids up? Am I messing my business up? Am I messing, you know, like, Am I even like, am I even supposed to do this? Right. It's so easy to like throw up our hands and be like, okay, forget it. Right. And yet it doesn't have to be that way because if God has called us into this business, we are not alone. Right. And you will hear this with word over and over and over again. We have a with God life and we have a with God business. That's part of that with God life. Right. But just like the palm trees and the cedars of Lebanon or the forest in your backyard, we need to be in the right environment with the support, with the pruning, with the resilience that only comes from doing life and business with other like-minded people. So I just want to take a few minutes and invite you guys into the redeemed midlife CEO. Um, because I this is what I had in mind, right? And I'm thinking about what did I need? What do I still need, right? This is not a, I've got this figured out, right? Like you're still going to, I'm still working steer belief maps because I get beliefs that are off track and not on truth. I still don't always follow up or always, you know, whatever the thing is that, you know, is on my should do list. But like, I just thought, wow, like if I would have had these other like-minded faith centered kingdom focused women around me, when I started my business, where would I be now? Now I can't go back and change that. Right. God grew me through that. He was still with me. And all of that, when I was trying to, you know, look in all the windows and see what everybody else was doing, but what a difference, what this place that I'm in now and the difference, I even look back on the the difference in the past year, right? Like what has happened in my life and business in the past year when I have really gotten rooted in him and in his word in a a, a way, like even deeper than I ever have before. And when I've really gotten connected with other like-minded women who are also building businesses in a way that I haven't before, and, and I'm seeing the fruit Right. And yeah, it's not always every day. It's not always pretty. It's not always, you know, the pretty, the perfect fruit, right. That you see where you can tell that that was genetically modified. Right. This is not the real thing. Like, you know, it's like the filters on Instagram. Right. And stuff like that. Right. But the fruit is coming and it's coming more and more and it's abundant and it's exciting. And I'm seeing it. In the lives and businesses of these other women that are around in this community as well. And that is so exciting as well. So yes, yes, it's about our, you know, balance. Yes, it's about our time blocks. Yes, it's about our to do list. But more importantly, it's about being rooted in the one who's called us to all of this and the one who all this is for, right? So that we can truly have that. And so I just real quick, for those of you who are on live, I'm going to share my screen if I can figure out the tech to do this. Um, and if you're, if you're watching the replay, I'm going to see if it'll let me even, hang on a second, because I want to make sure it's not like covering it up here. Okay. I think I should be able to, let's see. I love technology, right? Okay. Can you see my screen? Okay. I think you can see this, right? So you can find this page that I'm showing you, and I'm not going to go through every word on here. Okay. I'll let you do that on your own, but this is on the website, redeemhertime.com. If you go to redeem, if you go to the work with me tab, this is where this is located, or you can just directly put in redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching, and this will take you there, right? But the, the heart of what we're doing in the redeemed midlife CEO, this, this, I'm calling it an experience. It's not a course. It's not a program. I'll show you that in a minute, but we're really getting to the heart of our busyness. Right. And so I listed a few things. How many people would like to do these? Quit your multitasking. Amen. Right. Okay. Put off your procrastinating say no to your people pleasing, (laughs) ditch your box checking, right? Like how many of you are like, all right, let's say you already know me, right? This is where my time is going to all these things. And then I wonder why I have random results. We talked about the randomness of our stuff the other day, right? And this all comes down, if you haven't heard this yet, Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. Look carefully then how you live. There's intention in that, right? Not as unwise, not like the guy who built his house in the sand, but as wise, redeeming the time because these are difficult days. But here's the thing, we don't let the difficult days snatch, right, the seed and the what, what little bit was growing away, like we learned about in the parable of the soils, right? Because God is the one that we're rooting down in. And so even when those things happen, he is gonna right hold us strong. And so I truly believe that a well ordered life and business flows from a well ordered heart. And yet, it's a struggle, right? We skip quiet time. We always have this never ending to do list, we're trying to stay on task, but everything and everyone distracts us. We say yes to too much. Who's there, right? But feel guilty when we don't, right? We have a lot of should do's, but we're not called to live scattered, right? So I've put together a 12-month faith-centered experience that really is going to help you to start putting your time and attention where it matters, right? So imagine if you had that work-life balance we talked about in day two without the stress and a plan to flourish in your business because you know this is what God's called you to. And you had a schedule so that you didn't feel like your time was scattered all over the place, right? And you knew you could make time for the things that he says matter and stay focused on them instead of getting distracted by all the other random things, you know, and you had those regular routines and rhythms to tackle those tasks and get rid of the to-do list and always feel like you should be doing something right. And finally, you're getting rid of those distractions and consistently following through. So it's really simple. I've put it in four main steps. And they they all kind of intertwine. So it's not like you complete step one and then you move on to step two. They're actually all kind of working together. But I just, you know, for to make it simple, I've uh, called them steps. Step one is realigning your life. Here's where we go. What has God called me to? And watch this. If you, if you hang, hover over these, it flips. See that? Woo! It like flips over and then you get to see more in the back. Thanks to my website designer. Right? So we're looking at our with God life which our business is one piece of that, right? But we're getting that bigger picture like Chesney talked about and what has God called me to and and how am I growing so that I'm not just living by default like most people. Well, whatever happens, oh, there went another year. Oh, well, so okay, right? I'm living by design, right? With God. Step two is redeeming your time, right? Now we get into our calendar. So step one is a lot of heart stuff and a lot of bigger picture stuff. Step two is a lot more, okay, let's get in our calendars. Let's get into our work blocks. Let's get into these other things we need to do in our day. What does this look like? Step three. And again, these are happening simultaneously is, is this redesigning your business? Like, what does it look like to be a CEO, a Christ empowered operator, not CEO, the way the world defines it. And to have God as my chairman of the board. How does that change things? What does he want me to focus on? How does he want me to use my time? When I sit down to work, what are the things he wants me to grow? And then step four is refocusing your growth, right? Because through all of this, we've talked about this. This has been the theme today grow. I want to grow so I can produce fruit because if I'm not growing, there aren't going to be no fruit. If I don't have roots going down somewhere, right? So it's putting all those things together, okay? Now, I will say, if you're listening to this today, because you might be like, well, you've been talking about a lot of business stuff. And yes, I have, because I really feel like there is a an extra level of struggle for those of us who have taken on the risk of a business. But if you don't have a business, I do have an option for you that just doesn't involve the business stuff. So don't, don't leave and you can reach out to me and we'll talk about it. But here's what makes us different, right? We're not looking at what the world says or the, we're not about productivity, right? That's a buzzword out there. Yes, I want to be productive with my time. It's about purposivity. What does God say is the purpose of me here, of the places he's put me, the things he's given me to do and the time that I have, right? And also this is not like, okay, this is what I want life to look like right now. And then it's going to go away. Like we are building his kingdom. We're building things that are going to last for eternity, right? And so I'm thinking about that as I'm making choices today, you know, is what I'm doing today in light of that day right? When one day it will be all with God, everything is with God. And there's not going to be any of this other stuff that gets in the way and distracts us and all that stuff, right? If you want to listen to some people's testimonies, I've got some on here. So I encourage you to do that. Danielle is actually on with us today, right? Um, But I want to kind of show you, you know, what are some of the main things we're looking at? And again, you can go back and kind of comb through this a little bit more, but we're really working on that work-life balance because if life is taking over business, then that's not happening. But if business is taking over life, like Chesney mentioned, then you're missing those moments, right? We're looking at how we use the time and how we manage what God's given us. Doesn't, it doesn't mean I'm squeezing something into every nook and cranny, right? Because good time management has time. I'm not working has times I'm not doing has times I am, you know, shutting out the world or the business and things like that. We're looking at business productivity, right? Like, and not just business productivity, productivity in any of those areas. So yes, I do want to produce fruit. (laughs) I want to actually see growth and things coming out of what it is that I'm doing. And we're really focusing a lot on personal growth because as you guys have heard this week, it's not just about all the stuff out here. It's mostly about the stuff in here, right? It's in here, okay? So I'm just gonna show you this part real quick. And then I wanna kind of talk to you about the whole tea thing and why I've been drinking tea. and, And then we'll wrap up for today. Okay, so the Redeemed Midlife CEO is a 12 month program. Now, I talked about this yesterday. So if you weren't with us yesterday, I'll just do a shortened version of this. The first time I ran part of this program, it was 12 weeks and it was good but we did not have time to implement. And you can imagine, <laughs> right? So th- those a bunch of those girls said, hey, we still need you. So we did another 12 weeks and it was more about the implementation piece. Guess what happened at the end of that 12 weeks? Hey, we still need you. We're still trying to figure this out. So I was like, okay, Lord, 12, w- 12 weeks isn't enough. Six months isn't enough. What does this really take for us to put down roots and really start bearing fruit, right? You think about the trees that are in your yard. If you were to plant an apple tree, would you expect fruit next week, next month? I mean, technically, depending on the age of the tree, when you planted, it it might take years before it actually gets to that point, right? But it's going to be going through seasons for it to be able to produce the fruit. And so as I thought about it, I was like, wow, we need like a season of a whole year, right? The spring, summer, winter, fall, fall, winter. Sorry, I got my order up, <laughs> order there, right? We need these different seasons because this is actually what produces the growth, the different seasons and things like that. So there are online learning modules that are part of it, which include life stuff and business stuff there's live coaching. So you get daily inner circle accountability where we can connect on a daily basis on a a, uh, private platform. You get weekly live group coaching. We're going to be doing these book studies, right? We're going to have one a quarter. Uh, We're going to have some monthly and quarterly preview and planning and goal setting calls and mentoring and things like that. They're going to keep you on board. How many of you have started something and then you've like dropped off at some point, probably not very far in. We all have, right? because we didn't have something to keep us going. Right. And so that's why I've intentionally built this such that you can't, you can't get lost in the ditch. Now I can't make you do anything. Right. But I'm not going to let you get off so far and then just kind of fade off into the, into the sunset, unless you decide that, right. Like we will be checking in. Um, and I have talked about some of the bonuses this week. And if you scroll down further on here, you'll be able to see this, right. Biblical mindset and belief prompts, 52 of them. Guess how often we need those right every week of the year. This personal growth book study that we're going to be doing and the discussions that come out of that with other like-minded women. I've got a bunch of jumpstart your with God business vision guides. In fact, that's one of the bonuses next week is a live workshop with me. We're going to start doing what Chesney talked about getting that with God business vision. Not what does my mentor say? Not what does this guru say? Not what do I think I should do? But like, let's sit down with the Lord and really like start dreaming, right? And start putting some things down on paper and seeing what we can do to move towards that. And then here's what I know we need. Who needs co-working and accountability, right? Like adult study hall to actually do the things. (laughs) We so need that, right? And so, yeah, you, again, you can go through here, you know, again, it's hard to put a number on this. Like, what's this worth? I'm like, I don't even know, Lord, what to put on this. Cause I think this is going to change someone's life, but you know, that's my opinion, but I know it's well over what it is that I'm pricing it at. And so, yeah, here I said, it's valued over, you know, close to $10,000, but I'm not putting it at that price, especially for those of you who are here now. Okay. So. What I'm doing for those of you who are here now, you can get in for $39.97. Okay. Now that is 30% off of what it will be um, in the new year. Because remember, I said CEOs don't wait till January 1st, right? And remember, when you have one all inclusive place, you're not going to be running to take all these little courses and programs and da 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 right all over the place because you're not going to need all that stuff because it's all a distraction, honestly. Right now, I'm not saying I'm I'm for everybody and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm the only person that you'll ever listen to in the future. But if you really go come into what we're doing, you're not going to waste time, money and energy on a whole bunch of other stuff and fluff that doesn't work. OK, so what I have you do, the first thing you do is you have to apply. Nobody gets to just give me their credit card. I don't want your money. I want to know, are you committed to your business? Are you committed to the Lord? Are you committed to what he's called you to in life? And are you committed to your business? Right. And it's okay. If you're like, okay, listen, I don't know for sure. Like, do I have to be hundred percent before I apply? No, because I ask you, and there are different levels in there. When you answer the questions, you might be on the, I don't really know what, if I really am serious about fixing this. Okay. Then let's have a conversation. Right. Or you may be like, I want to fix this. Like yesterday, what do we do? Let's go. Right. So I want you to take that first step of filling out an application, which only takes you like five minutes ish. And then we can see, okay, is this, are you ready? Is this for you? Because I'm not for everybody, just like the, the soils. Not everybody is like ready and they're gonna put the roots down. That's okay, right? That's totally okay, okay? So I can talk with you more about that, but what happens then I if I approve when, when I approve your application, then I will send you a code to be able to get that 30% off, okay? And that is good through next Thursday, December 14th, which is the day that we're doing that workshop. So I want you to get it and make a decision so you can get in, so you can be part of that live, now, if for whatever reason you don't, there will be a replay of it afterwards, but there's something about being in the room live, which I think you've seen today. Okay. So this goes through all the different like bonuses and stuff like that. So you can, you can go through all that, blah, 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 blah. Okay. But I want to take you down to the bottom here because I'm going to show you this. Out here, a couple of my business besties that have been, that are here today. So thank you guys. Okay. Here is the teacup that I've been drinking out of all week. Okay. And some of you are like, I don't even know anything about this. So um, I, we talk a lot in here about, We can't pour from an empty cup. And I have been praying about a way to partner with um, some way to give back through redeem her time through this right and what we're doing. And we uh, my husband and I have actually been over to Central Asia three times, just bought tickets uh, to go back again in the spring to go work with those who are working with the people there. And one of the things I noticed, number one, tea is huge there. If I were to come to your home, you would pour me tea like that is just like the hospitable thing to do. And that is what you do. And so I actually got an opportunity to teach some um, national women when I was there last time via translator. And I said to them, if I came to your home and you had nothing in your teapot, what, how would you feel? Like, we, we think we, we feel bad, but in that, in that culture, it's like shame. Like, it's not just, oh, I feel bad that I don't have tea for you, right? How often does somebody pop by and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have anything to drink but water. Like in that culture, if I didn't have tea, it would be like shameful, right? Like people would never forget the fact that they showed up to my house and I didn't have tea. Um, But yeah, what happens is, especially in that culture, they are pouring out all day long from an empty cup. Right here in the States, we have the luxury of, you know, yeah, I can, you know, kind of step back and, you know, and refill, even if nobody around me is asking, I can, I can do that. But there, they're literally going from the time they get up to the time they go to bed. And nobody is saying, Hey, how are you doing? Hey, do you need to be refilled? Hey, what do you need? Like nobody, they're sitting on the couch watching you while you're busy, scattered in the kitchen, doing stuff for your your whole in-law family that you live with. And now you have to serve every single one of them, even if your husband is not there. So what I have decided is that I wanna partner with some organizations over there and I am giving back at least 10%. So that's a minimum of everything that comes in through Redeemer Time is going to go directly over there because there are some organizations that are directly working with women that are helping them to like create businesses so that they can sustain and they can take care of their families, especially for those women that have been in abusive situations, which is actually super common in a culture like that, which is very, very sad, right? So they're really helping to give hope and help to these women. Um, In fact, one of the things that I have is, this is a bag that was made by a bunch of women who live there and they sell these. In fact, they are looking for ways to be able to sell them in the States. And so I was like, wow, how cool would it be if these entrepreneurs in the U S or wherever you are, get to partner with these women who are, you know, who are making these bags or making jewelry or doing these different things. And we get to help partner to not only give them resources they need, but then help get their stuff into the hands of people. And that's putting, you know, money and uh, hope back into their lives. Like that excites me. I don't know if that excites any of you guys, but like the opportunity to like, not just make this about us, but to be like, how can I do this? And so I encourage you, as we go through this process of with God business vision, how is it not just, okay, I want to build this to help my family, or maybe even just, you know, the people that live on either side of me, but like bigger than that, right? Like, how could this be something that's going to extend? It doesn't necessarily have to be across the world, but maybe it's across the street, or maybe it's across town, or maybe it's across the country, or, you know, what, what is it that God would call you to do? And I just feel like this is a way we can give back to other women who are also, you know really just trying to provide for their families and you know and and need the hope and support to be able to do that. So I'm excited to be able to do that and I will be meeting with a couple of different um organizations that I've already connected with when I go back this next time and like part of my vision how cool would this be if like some of you guys ever got to come with me at some point, right? Like because our church is very connected with this specific location, we will continue going back there. So like I said this will be my fourth time there and so I'm super excited about like the partnership that can happen between here and the ongoing relationships, right? That can happen uh, in that way as well. So, so I wanted to especially point that out, you know, to you guys. So you knew that this was this is a whole lot bigger than us, right? But here's where you as a CEO get to make a decision, right? So if what you've seen and heard this week or just today, if it's resonating with you, right, even if there's just like this little bit of like, I'm kind of interested, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to commit. That's okay. Just take that step of just filling out an application. Again, all you're doing is just saying, I, I have this level of, of interest, whether it's this much or whether it's a whole bunch, right? And in order to find that, it's on that page. There were buttons all over that page. If you were looking, I'll drop it in the chat here for those of you who are on live, but it's redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching is the direct link to get there. And let's see if we're a good fit for one another. And let's see, like, you know, are you serious about, you know, being faithful to the point of fruitfulness, not busyness, right? And are you ready to jump in and do this and make this next year look way different, right? So if, if, and when you get approved by the 14th and you get that discount code, it gives you 30% off, which is like a thousand dollars, right? I know it's crazy, but God said, do it. So, okay. Then you get the 12 months of group and individualized coaching, you get all the resources, all the modules, all the bonuses, that live workshop next week, right? Like you get all of this, all of this to help really put your roots down and start seeing the growth and the fruit, right? But here's what I know, right? I'm thinking back to, I'll, I'll wrap this up with this and open up for any questions. Like when we're out in the cold by ourselves, right? It's really easy to cut corners. It's really easy to let ourselves off the hook. When we're out, I was out on the porch by myself, you would know, be like, okay, I could just be out of here, right? I could I could just be like, I'm walking away. But when we're together, guess what? We're not gonna let you hide, <laughs> okay? So if you don't wanna show up for your business, then don't waste your time or money, right? Like that's fine. But if you do and you're open to some tough love and you're open to what God's word has to say, and then from that, picking up those time management tools for your life and business. And then, you know, we're going to get your calendar under control, your to-do list under control, your thoughts under control. This could be the best investment in you and your business you ever make. Right? So I want to wrap all this up by reading to you Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10 from the message. You guys ever read a passage in a different version? Because it's it just gives you a freshness to it. I love how the message says this. And see if you can see, in the very beginning, I said, it's cold outside when you're by yourself. So listen for that part particularly. Here's what it says. It's better to have a partner than go alone. Share the work, share the wealth. And if one falls down, the other helps. But if there's no one to help, tough. I love that. Two in a bed warm each other. But alone, you shiver, aka you're out in the cold all night. By yourself, you're unprotected but with a friend, you can face the worst. Can you round up a third? Because a three-stranded rope isn't easily snapped. Yeah, baby, it's cold outside. So don't stay out there on your own, right? How about you and me and God and whoever else wants to say yes to this, right? Like what, what a difference that could make. We could be like those palm trees, right? Flourishing. We could be like the cedars, yes, maybe I'm slow growth, but I'm steady instead of start, stop, start, stop, you know, and I'll, you know, so inconsistent, right? So this doesn't have to be over, right? Like we can just literally be getting started. And just so you know, the full program will start in January because I get it that it's the holidays, but we do have some bonus things happening in December for those of you who don't wait till January 1st. Okay. But you are the CEO. Guess who gets to decide? You get to decide, but your homework is to talk with your chairman of the board. Talk with him first. Don't do anything without talking to the Lord about it. Okay. And like we talked about the other day, do we trust that the one who supplies the seed is also the one that multiplies the growth and the fruit that comes from it. And right now, God may say, this is not the time for you. And that's okay. Then I want you to trust him in that. Cause that's hard to trust him in that when you want him to say yes. Right. So I get that. And maybe it's not today, but maybe it is a week, a two weeks, a month, two months from now, maybe it's a year from now. I'm not going away. Right, we will still be here. But if this is like, you know what, I'm tired of wasting my time and my money, my energy, running around doing a bunch of scattered, random things and not getting results. And it's I'm seeing the impact it has in these different areas. Then maybe this is right. So that next step is just to apply. Okay, redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching. All right, anyone who is on live, have any questions? We are doing a Q and A implementation session tomorrow at 9 a.m. Central. And yes, come in your cozies with your coffee. Because we're not trying to, you know, look like we're in, you know, in business mode. We're just going to be as we are. So that'll be a great time to like ask some questions about like how to implement things directly into your business or into your life. We've talked about this week, but right now I just want to know like if there, if you have any questions about the program itself or about the things that you get access to or about some of the, um, the ways that it'll be set up and, and things like that. Are there any questions? You can drop them in the chat or you can unmute yourself. Any questions that anyone on live has, you may also say this. If you're listening to the replay, you may be like, "Lisa, I've got a question." Okay, then you can come in the community and ask. That'd be great. Or you can message me, you know, on Facebook, or if you have my phone number, you're welcome to use that, or however you want to get a hold of me. Email, whatever. Okay, um, Lisa, but- I have a question because yeah. when I read online, which I'm already in, by the way, I'm done. Got it. Right. Um, I like this group um, stuff because like Chesney, thank you for sharing. And I think that's so beneficial. Is that part of the coaching? I think I saw something where there's like group coaching and then individual. Yes. Yes. So the way that we're doing it is I say you get individual support inside of a group community. Okay. So we will be every week doing something like this where we are coming on together at the same time. You get to bring your questions because CEOs always bring questions and, you know, we get to talk about what you're working on, right? So everybody may be in a different place where it comes to the modules, right? Because you may be on module three while Suzy Q is on module two and Sally is on module 10. That's okay, right? But we get to learn from and with each other when we're doing that, right? So that's going to be great. We'll have a, a co-working session at the beginning of the week. I'm thinking Monday. Uh, is when that's going to be, because that helps set us up for the week. So anybody who wants to join, it's just another level of showing up. Here's my plan for the week. Here's what I need input on, you know, that kind of thing. Um, You will have opportunities when you can do some one-on-one type stuff through some of the different resources that I'm offering inside of the community. So, you know, there will be some things that can be just back and forth, you and me, that you don't want to bring to the group. Um, But I think there's a lot of value, like you said, in this, because guess what? You ask a question and somebody else, they were thinking the same thing too or they didn't know to ask that question right and so they're like oh man i'm so glad that i asked so yes and i think that's really the beauty of it is that you're you're learning along with other people right we're going to be like that forest of trees right people are going to be like what is going on over there yeah did that answer your question fantastic okay good i'm excited anybody else who's on live have a question in real time. If not, you may think of something later, and that's okay. Reach out to me. I did mention this yesterday. If you're still like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, or what about this? What about this? Or you don't know my situation? Or here's where I am. You know, money or time wise, I don't know if I could invest in this. Schedule a time to talk with me. I opened up times today. I don't normally take take business uh, appointments on Fridays and Monday through Wednesday. M- Monday is another day I don't usually open up in my calendar, but I did. So if you would like to have a conversation, let me drop that. Um, link it's redeemhertime.com forward slash breakthrough. It's a business breakthrough call. I can't type and talk at the same time. So hang on. Okay. So there it is. So those of you on live, you can grab that redeemhertime.com forward slash breakthrough. Hopefully I spelled that right. Um, and we can just have a conversation. Like, let's talk about where you're at and what you need and what your questions are. And if this would be a good fit for you, if this is the time for you. Um, and if not, like, what can you do in the meantime that's going to help you, you know, start moving forward and experiencing that growth and stuff like that until it is. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, those of you who are available tomorrow morning at nine a.m., I will see you in cozies and coffee. If you have a question, but you can't get on live tomorrow and you want to ask it, I've had a couple people submit questions ahead of time, and I have already like worked on making sure that those get answered um, in that live session. So make sure that you get that to me and I will make sure we address your question even if you can't be here. So thanks you guys for being here. This is such a blessing to see so many faces in the room and hear, you know, just the difference that this is making. So whether we continue working together or not, you know, you can keep finding me on the podcast, you can join the community and get a ton of value out of there. I hope you keep growing and keep planting yourself in the environment that's going to help you to um, really start seeing the fruit in your life and business. So thanks you guys. I will talk to you soon. And those of you submitting applications, I will be in touch as soon as I look through them and I'll talk about next steps. Okay. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So, what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear, so would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. Don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15 minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.